You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome <laughs> into an emergency live YouTube episode of Locked on Bulls. I am Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave Watson at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. And you can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Dave. <laughs> wow. I'm, okay, so we talked a little bit about this yesterday when Brian Windhorst, among mm. a few others, flirted this idea out there. That even if the Bulls got Lonzo Ball, which they did, they were also still going to be a team aggressively pursuing free agent DeMar DeRozan, a Mm multi-time all-star whose time was up in San Antonio. We can talk about fit in a second, but for a second, first, Mm -hmm. let's just address the fact that it seemed like it came down to the Clippers and the Bulls. The -hmm. Clippers had a really hard time figuring out a way to make the money work because DeRozan was interested in going back home and maybe... You know, more more of a win now team than the Clippers uh, than than the Bulls, uh, mm-hmm. at least until maybe a few minutes ago. We'll, we'll see. But <laughs> the fact that Arturis and Eversley made this happen, they they are they are all in. We can talk about the cost, giving up another first round pick. We can talk about how they are in win now mode and they are doing things that their predecessors could have never dreamed of pulling off, and that is exciting as all hell. Big Dave, how are you? <laughs> Matthew! <laughs> you know, Matt's more of the I told you so guy, you know, the I was right guy than I am. Okay. I, I'm really not that guy. But I think I might be that guy today because, you know, I've been trying to tell you guys, you know, since, since, they, since they got here, what this was going to be. And what it was going to look like and how it was going to go. They have been people of their word from the beginning. I say, you got to take them at their word. They saying, yo, we want the Bulls to be back here to this elite level. We're going to be aggressive out here. Well, it's going to be a team thing. We're going to make decisions together as a team. We're going to be honest with guys. We're going to be straightforward. We want to get in better standing with Chicago as far as in the NBA and in those NBA circles and things like that. They said this from the jump and then they went and they did basketball stuff. You know, you got rid of of the ball headed menace. You know, you got you got your dingus GM up out of here. You know, you you made moves getting uh, guys who I didn't think were that good and bringing in all stars in place of them. Now, I'm not going to say it's been perfect because, you know, of course, I'm a huge Daniel Gafford fan, but I understood the move. And I still think Troy Brown Jr. is great, but we're not going to get into that. But here's the point of what I wanted to make, because we heard a lot of it. I don't know, guys. Don't know if this is going to be the right move, if this is going to work out. Well, they still need one person. Well, Lonzo can't be the guy. He can't be the guy. He can't be the guy that's going to make you move the needle. They need some more help. Hmm. Where could we find some more help? Where could we find that? How about get DeMar DeRozan? Oh, no, I don't think DeMar DeRozan's going to want to come here. Why would he want to come to Chicago? You know why? I'll tell you why. 
because AK and Eversley said so. Every single thing that they have said that they wanted to do, they have done it. I said it yesterday. Every single thing, not one thing. Have you seen them be like, we're trying to do this and they haven't done it. And the only reason Lonzo didn't get done during the season was because of David Griffin. That's it. That's the only reason it didn't get done. But guess what? Guess where he is? In the first minute of free agency yesterday, guess what he signed? Here. You needed one more piece. You need. You said, man, we need some We need some uh, wing help. You kept saying we need wing help. That's all people said. You got a point, girl. You need wing help. How about we get an actual all-star NBA wing? Would, would that help? You think that'll help your team? Yeah, I think so. So whatever else you got. Because come on and keep saying it. Keep on bringing it on. Tell us what we need. Just tell us what we need. And I guarantee you, they're going to come to fruition and show it to you. This is a wonderful day. We got it all. This is a team. This is a Bulls team. This is a team you can like. You can root for. You can say you're not bottom of the barrel no more. We're not waiting on the draft no more. For at least the next two or three years, we're a team that is actually competent. For at least the next two or three years. This is exciting. This is when you get excited, Bulls fans. This isn't just me being positive all the time. This is me being real. I'm straight up like this. But this is logic. This is logic. This is why Matt is so happy over here. And I'm going to yeah. let Matt get into this because I feel like I'm talking too much. But yes. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. happy. I'm happy for a lot of reasons. First and <laughs> foremost, I'm happy that you are the one doing your impression of a dumb Bulls fan. <laughs> that's, usually my, that's usually my area of comfort is impersonating <laughs> dumb Bulls fans. Yeah. And I'm really happy because, as you just said, this is a team. We'll talk about fit. We'll talk about X's and O's on the back end of this. But – you know, I have Bulls fans in my mentions complaining about, oh, we gave up another first-round pick after giving up two to get food. Since when is a first, future first who, assuming this Bulls team is at least competent and semi-good, not even going to be a lottery pick, since when is that more valuable than all-star Vucevic, all-star Zach Levine, all-star DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> Bulls fans were complaining for years that we couldn't develop our, our draft picks and couldn't get ready-made stars to come play for us. And now that's happening. So what are you complaining about? <laughs> oh, oh my God. We had to give up a first round pick to get to Marjorie. Oh, you mean a guy who was top 15 in assists and top 10 in free throw attempts in the NBA last season? Yeah, that <laughs> that guy, multi-time all-star to wrote that guy? You're upset yeah. that we had to give up a pick to get him? <laughs> How, how, how's how's Wendell doing? How's Lowry doing? <laughs> hey man, what, what are we what are we talking about? Matt, here's the here's the other criticism I heard about Demar Derozan. Well, you know how his past is. He hasn't been able to lead a team, you know, to victory and do stuff like that. You know what? Very good point. What would he be on this side? Well, you know, I'm gonna think he won't be the first option. That's gonna be Zach Levine. How about number two? No, I don't think he'll be the second option. That's Nikola Vucevic. He's the third option on your team. When he's the third option on your team, you're a good team. That takes pressure off him mentally. That takes pressure off your team because you don't have to say, DeMar, you've got to carry us to victory. You've got to be the dude to do all this. No, it's not on him. It's on the team now. And now you got a point guard who knows where they need to be. Who can get you the basketball to where you need to be? They're closing all the gaps. That's what they're doing right now. All of the gaps are doing like this. 
They're just shutting in their closing. All you need now, man, and I'm sure it's a big man, but I don't want to talk about that now. I just want to talk about that. We got DeMar DeRozan. Your trio is Lonzo. I'm sorry. Your trio is Zach, Vooch, and DeMar DeRozan with Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams. Right. Wait, we all, it's like this DeMar thing is so big that we just have to, you just had to remind yourself that we also got Lonzo Ball yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John Paxson and Gar Foreman, I hope I never, ever, ever have to talk ever. about you again after today. <laughs> ever. Today is the day that we yes. all learned that y'all sucked at your jobs. <laughs> oh, we, ha- we had some hits in the draft. We, oh, we, we drafted Jimmy Butler 30th. Cool. You, you didn't mess up by drafting Derrick Rose. You got Taj late. You got Joe Keem. Good pick. When did, when did you ever, in the span of 48 hours, do something this big? The Bulls are relevant again today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time they've been relevant since probably, you know, they lost to Cleveland in the second round in 2015. I don't want to hear True. about the three alphas year. That is not relevancy. Okay. I don't even want to argue that today. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about it. I'm not even going to argue with you today, man. All I want to talk about is the fact that they got DeMar. De, do y'all understand? You wish you had a DeMar DeRozan at least last year. You wish you had somebody on this level that could play with Zach Levine. You was like, man, can we get anybody? Somebody. Can we get something? Everything you begged for, Bulls fans. Everything. Can you get rid of the coach? Yeah, we get rid of the coach. Well, we got to make a trade at least. Okay, you make a trade and you get an all-star center. Oh, well, we at least got to sign a point guard. We don't have a point guard. He go gets you one of the premier point guards in the league. Well, you know, you still need wing depth. He gets you one of the best wings to play in the NBA. What are you yelling about anymore? Now you're complaining about the bench. Now that you've done. You're showing all this up. Now you get to complain about the, well, they got six open roster spots. Keep watching. Keep watching. Keep watching what they do because this is a plan and a process. Matt, on the last show we did last night, talked about that trade exception that they got. Watch what they do with that. <laughs> Watch what they do with these things. My nephew said something wonderful to me today, Matt. He said, he said something that we always say about Pat Riley. Where are the Bulls getting all this money? <laughs> right. I said right. because they're smart. This is a new right. regime. Right. Brilliance. So... You know, speaking of that Bulls bench and the the new front office's financial footwork, let's just quickly go over the parameters of this deal because sure. I think we sure. skipped right over that while we were excited. We did. We so did. we're sending a future first, which, by the way, earliest that can convey is two years after the second of the Orlando picks from the Vooch deal convey, which is 2025. If the 2023 Orlando pick doesn't convey because the Bulls have that protection, then it will be 2024, and then the Bulls' earliest send to the Spurs would be 2026. So that's how that is going to work out. Also, two future second-round picks, which is, hey, a useful way to use second-round picks instead of getting (laughs) cash considerations for them. Put them into a deal that nets you an all-star caliber player. Then the Bulls also send, pour one out for Thad Young, the last oh, beautiful what, gift he gave to this Bulls organization was his contract, which the Bulls made fully guaranteed at the start of free agency. And the what do we do with this guy? Al Farouk Aminu's expiring <laughs> deal. And you say, how do the Bulls have this money to get De- DeMar DeRozan? That's how. Yeah. Dad Young, thank you for everything. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Al Farouk Amino, thanks for nothing. Goodbye. Peace. And look at that. <laughs> the Bulls can afford DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Frozen and chosen. Instead of like, hey, we got three million bucks from the Warriors on draft night. Yay. (laughs) It's over. 
It's over, guys. All that lack of competency that I cried about for years, all the stuff Matt is talking about right now, it's over. It's done. Let Get it out. You. <laughs> Let it wash up. Because now, Matt, now we're in a place we haven't been for a while where we focus on basketball. We can now just focus on the game that is going on on the floor and not the incompetence that's happening behind closed doors. Now you can say, ah, wow, let's look at this team. Let's see how they gel. Let's see how this works out together. And it just makes me so happy because I'm looking at my starting five, man, and I'm like, this is not a bottom-of-the-barrel team. They're not. This is not a bottom-of-the-barrel starting five. This is a team like, okay, yeah, it, depending on how well they look and how well they play together, guess what? They do what else Mark Everson and, and AK said. They want to be an attractive landing spot for big-time free agents. So if mm-hmm. you're looking attractive and nice and competent and cool, free agents might say, hey, you know what? Let <laughs> me take a trek over to Chicago because then that's when that market stuff will matter. It will mm-hmm. matter at that point when your team is good. Oh, oh. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? Oh, I think I think Big Dave just exercised some demons over there. Um, <laughs> that this okay. house is clear. <laughs> when, when you talk about DeRozan's fit, the good and the bad, what he brings sure. and what the Bulls will have to deal with as far as his week. Let's start with the good, and sure. it is a recurring theme of the past forty-eight hours, as far and, and also of the the past year of Arturus and Eversley realizing what is this roster lacking. Where yes. are our weak spots and how can we address them? And especially, how can we build around the pieces that we have that are good and help them in ways that they need help, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this team, as they watched last season, sorely needed some playmaking. Here's Lonzo Ball for you. Sorry. They needed perimeter defense and point of attack defense. Here's Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso for you. The Bulls <laughs> needed some punch inside. <laughs> Here's here's Nikola Vucevic for you. Yeah. And then again today with this DeRozan thing. One of the other things that the Bulls front office harped on at the end of this disappointing conclusion to the 2021 season, we didn't get to the free throw line enough. And outside right. of Zach Levine, we really didn't have anybody that could create their own shot when we right. needed a good shot and a good look late in a close game. And that's why the Bulls lost so many close winnable games last season. What yeah. does DeMar DeRozan give you? Seven and a half free throw attempts per game. There's your getting to the bucket and getting to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. And DeMar DeRozan can absolutely create his own shot. Like, I don't care that it's in the mid-range. Because you know why? Because he sinks those mid-range shots at damn near 50%. (laughs) You just got a guy who can get to the free throw line and take pressure off of Zach Levine late in games because he can create his own looks. It just feels good to the accuracy of my, what my man Matthew was saying to you right now is so true. The pressure, the with those fourth quarters, we talked about it so many times when Zach had to have the ball, when he had to create everything, when he had to create the offense, he had to facilitate, he had to shoot the three, he had to get to the bucket, he had to get the free throw, he had to get the foul call. And remember, refs weren't giving him foul calls. Well, guess what? We got a guy who gets those calls now. So that alleviates that issue and that pressure. You got that guy in that fourth quarter. Man, you know what we need? We just need a bucket right now. We're kind of stagnant. Wish we had a bucket getter. Guess what? Hey, DeMar, here's the ball. Go get me a bucket. 
And like Matt said, it's at a 50% clip. I don't care about him shooting three. It don't matter because I promise you that is what you saw. And I'm again, I'm not saying this. I'm just using this as an example. You saw how important that mid-range is in the playoffs. And you yeah. saw how important it was in that finals when you saw Chris Middleton go to work when they needed a bucket because and, they just needed a bucket. And if he's in the starting five with Zach, Lonzo, P-Dub, and Vooch, We'll see how P-Dub progresses behind the three-point line from year one to year two. We'll see. But he Mm -hmm. looks like a player who has a three-point shot in his game as he develops as a very young NBA player. And then you're talking about if P-Dub at least is comfortable shooting from the corners, Vooch, lethal from range, Zach, forget about it, automatic from (laughs) three-point range this past season. And Lonzo, as we discussed yesterday, just bumped up his three-point percentage to 38 this past season in New Orleans Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he got more comfortable, thanks Stan Van Gundy, playing off the ball more when they were running their offense through Zion, and they said, Lonzo, you need to be a catch-and-shoot threat. So even if DeRozan isn't a three-point shooter, he's the only one in their starting five who isn't. Yes. Oh, did you hear that knowledge? He is absolutely right. He's the only one. So even with that, you can guard that. You got a guy who say, you know what? I'm getting to the bucket. Because, guys, we know get the three-point shot isn't always there. And that's for any team. It's, it's, you're going to have games. You're not going to be hitting it. And you're going to have to get buckets. Like, it's just what it is. And you didn't have a bucket getter. You got a bucket getter, man. And Kobe was your only other bucket getter. But Kobe was not a guy with a mid-range who would create. He's more of that, you know, I'm going to take that step back three-point shot, you know, and do it like that. He was drawn, drawing fouls his rookie season. It kind of fell off his second year. So that's not what, what his role was. was. But DeMar DeRozan's role is that because that's all it's been his entire NBA career. We went from being the youngest team in the league to not being that in a couple, in, in a couple of days. <laughs> that's what just happened. We have veterans and veterans who win. Again, we're trying to get to the playoffs. I need people to understand that because Bulls fans sometimes have this worst to first mentality going on right now like we got we've been terrible for what three four years now we now fine let's go winter and go to a championship oh that move doesn't get us to a championship look man we couldn't get to a championship we bought a ticket bro like we were that bad we were that Uh, terrible the the bulls themselves couldn't get a you know a lane in the dunkin donuts race between the third and fourth quarters at the united center cubby coffee was running them you know what I'm saying, man? They was running them, bro. So now you got a team that teams have to say, all right, I got to prepare for them. You ain't taking no more days off when you come to Chicago now. You can't go to the club no more. It's <laughs> just take right. the day off. You can't do that no more. You got to actually prepare to play the Chicago Bulls. And I have a coach that I can coach. I have a coach, man. I got a coach that can actually coach these guys. So I know we can worry about fit. And all the other stuff, but I guarantee you who was also in on the process of all this was Billy Donovan. How do I know this? Because AK said it. He said he's in the process of this. You want to know how I know Zach is in the process? Because AK said it. He told you who's involved. This is a team thing. They are together. We need to be together, Bulls fans, right about now, man. This is all we've been yelling about. And we getting it. It's in your face. Enjoy it. Bite the fruit. Let it drip down your chin because it tastes good, baby. Oh, it tastes good. Where's yeah. my water? Go, uh, Matt. <laughs> in the words of Stacey King, where is my poster machine? Um, oh, I'm look, so happy. You, you just hit on something that I want to kind of piggyback off of because I think it's a very important point when it comes to the Bulls and how much organizational change we've seen since the spring of 2020 when the league was shut down, the Bulls season was over, and the new front office is put in place. 
because a mm-hmm. lot has changed. You mentioned, so we've covered all of these changes they made to the roster, which by the way, with Thad Young's departure today, the only two pieces left that Arturis and Eversley inherited, mm-hmm. Zach and Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's it. They mm-hmm. are the only two left. Mm-hmm. Assuming, you know, Lowry is gone. Assuming Denzel, all the other, you know, bye-bye, bye-bye, right. bye-bye. Right, I got Zach you. and Kobe is all that's left. They have flipped the entire rest of the roster. Mm. They also, as you uh, astutely pointed out, got Billy Donovan, mm-hmm. one of the most respected and well-liked coaches by players in this NBA league. Very and much they so. did so hours after he left the <laughs> bubble. And, like, everybody's like, oh, okay, the Bulls are probably going to take a, a first-year head coach, you know, Wes Unsell Jr., whoever it may be, you know, these other Darvin Hand, these candidates. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Billy's parting ways with OKC. He's in his car driving back home from the bubble. Let's see if we can, like, find a rest stop where we can go pitch him. (laughs) And they do it. And they freaking do it. And then the other element of this that needs to be highlighted is that Arturis, once taking this Bulls job, poached J.J. Polk away from the Pelicans. The salary cap genius, Mm. who is one of the most respected in, in his position across the NBA, Arturis stole him away from the Pelicans, and he is the reason why the Bulls have been able to do all of these moves. Mm. This is how we figure out how do we afford Lonzo Ball. This is how we figure out how do we afford DeMar DeRozan. While not really giving up that much capital and that Lowry Market is still here. We thought he was our most enticing sign-and-trade piece, and the dude's not even gone yet. (laughs) The the only thing that is truly costly that they've given up is a future first-round pick. For DeRozan. And I'm sorry. Like, we'll see what that pick ends up being later. But, like, this Bulls fan base that has been so obsessed with with first-round picks because that's all we have. It's like, earlier today, I saw that the Wizards are trying to trade Chandler Hutchison and have no takers. Remember that (laughs) first-round pick? Remember that? Remember that? (laughs) Remember being in that position. This is so much change in the span of a year and a half. And mm-hmm. all of those Bulls fans who were complaining when, mm-hmm. other than drafting Patrick Williams and signing the you know the, the role player vet Garrett Temple last offseason, were saying, mm-hmm. well, why did we bring Arturis and Eversley here if they're not going to do anything? And there were people who were seriously like, yeah. fire Arturis and Eversley. I, I remember fans, it. Mm-hmm. In the words of my good friend Big Dave here, give them a minute to get their equipment set up in the kitchen and let them cook. How you like this meal we're looking at now? Just I over a year too. into their tenure running this organization that has mm. been irrelevant for the better part of the last decade. Woo! He says it because it's true. And I don't like hearing it. And you don't like hearing it, Bulls fans. But it's true. We've been irrelevant. We've been a, a, a stopgap. We've just guys, just a, we've been a rest stop in the NBA. Just guys show up, you know what I mean? I'll pull over to the side of the road. Oh, we're losing. Let's go win by 20 in Chicago real quick and get back on track. That's the kind of team we've been. We've been the team that teams show up to to set records on. That's who we've been. Teams like, oh, man, I'm dropping 60 today on the Bulls. We're playing the Bulls. Dropping 60 today on this one. Ask Clay Thompson. Like, like, this is what teams were doing to us. We weren't used to being that team. I was never used to being that team. I, I understood it when when Tim Floyd and them were there because I know what you were doing. But where they were, these pads, I'm – it was just, I don't know what that was, but it's over. And I know, you, Matt and I know basketball when we see it. You know, we're not saying we're experts out here, but we know what we're looking at. 
when we saw AK and Eversley and you heard the things they're saying, Matt, of course, is a, is a little bit more skeptical than me. But when you saw that and you watched them prove it to you time and time again, they proved it to you what they were going to do. And you still were like, I don't know. And I kept liking the Matt, and Matt has heard me use this analogy before, this comparison. It's it's like a child who had a really abusive dad who gets a cool, new, awesome stepdad, but they still flinch when he tries to hug them. And they still like, I don't want to touch you. That's how Bulls fans have been. They've been flinching every time Arturis said, hey, how you doing? You, you want to, ah! you know what I'm saying? They're a little scared. They, they're like, you know, they're a little worried about stuff, man. So, but now his stepdad has shown you. He is, he is, he has bought you all the cool new stuff. You know, he loves your mom just amazingly. She he just, man, showers her with everything she needs. He, he shows up at your school. in your room with your you know brother. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so many activities, Matt. So many activities you can do now. This Bolson uh, has so much room for activities. I'm like, God. <laughs> it's so crazy. But now, he, you know, he's showing up to soccer practices. Like, he's doing all the great things that a great dad does, man. These dudes have been cooking. And it smells divine. And and, and Matt, and Matt, Matt, guess what? Guess what? They're not done. <laughs> They're not even finished. There's more to do. They're not even done yet. Oh, and Summer League is around the corner. Oh. Right. It, it is genuinely refreshing when for so long it felt like, Bulls fans would be like gearing up for free agency day. Oh my God, it's free agency day. And then yes. the thing that happened was one of two things. We traded away Kirk Heinrich <laughs> or we traded for Kirk Heinrich. And that was it. It's like, really? This, this is, <laughs> you know, it's like the, you know, the meme of that stick figure guy holding a stick, like poking the, saying like, come on, yeah. do something. <laughs> do something, right? <laughs> We just oh added Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, and a pretty legit uh, role player in Alex Caruso in the span of yeah. 36 hours. That's so crazy that I keep forgetting that we got Alex Caruso and how awesome that is. Stephen No was writing, a, wrote a great article. He had a great video breakdown about why um, uh, Alex Caruso is awesome and why his defense is going to really impact it. You guys should go check that out if you have it. Stephen No is awesome. But, man, dude, Caruso is really going to be helpful for this because now this defense, and that's the key. That's the other thing we yelled about, Matt. Defense. Defense. Where we don't have any defense. Zach is, if Zach's your best defensive player, you're in trouble. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I got a bet one of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders in Lonzo Ball. I have a great defender in Alex Caruso on the team right now. All that stuff is going to do is make everybody around you better. And – this is how much stress out because now Patrick Williams, who is their baby, that's the one that they birthed. That's the one they had. That's the new baby stepdad and mom had. This is their new one right there. And isn't he adorable? Ukuchiku. He looks amazing. And I love him so. I can't wait for him to grow up. His baby teeth are starting to come in. And now he's going to be just looking awesome. Now, here's my question for you, Matt. Do you think Patrick Williams will play in the summer league? I hope so. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like we heard a couple of murmurings about it from Billy Donovan and Arturis in their end-of-season comments when they had their end-of-season presser, and they both referenced Summer League in ways that made you sound like before it was even official that Summer League was going to happen, they knew from the inside track of the league that it was, in fact, going to happen and that they were looking forward to getting some of their younger players to participate. 
So right. we'll see. I, my, one, some, one thing I would absolutely guess is happening is that last year's second round pick, Marco Simonovic, who mm -hmm. was brought over uh, after playing for, you know, um, uh, in, in Liga for, for Max, you know, Jokic's old team, that last mm -hmm. season after being drafted, I'm guessing he'll be a participant. I hope P-Dub is too. Because it would be, I think, something wonderful for his confidence coming into year two if mm. he just goes out there and rakes people in summer league. Because, like, you saw Patrick Williams playing in those pickup games last, you know, summer, fall after the Bulls drafted him before mm. the season started. And it was mm. like pickup games with NBA vets. And he was just going to work and yeah. looking darn good. That was some of the, the stuff that got Bulls fans really excited about the pick that were skeptical about him. True. I have no doubt that if Patrick Williams wanted to dominate summer league, he could dominate summer league. And mm. for a guy who maybe was a little bit shy about when to look for his, you know, opportunities on the offensive end, his rookie year. And, you know, now we have Zach, we have Hooch, we have DeRozan and, you know, you throw Lonzo in. He's P-Dub's going to be the fifth option offensively <laughs> for this team, which, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, when you think about, okay, yeah, parentheses, DeRozan's a pretty bad defensive player. P-Dub's primary job, again, in year two, just like in year one, is guarding our opponent's best offensive threat every night. Correct. That pressure is going. And that's, that's the other thing, man. I, and I mentioned, I touched on it earlier, though, about DeRozan was pressure. That pressure is out of here. He, he was not great under pressure when he was in Toronto. He just wasn't. That wasn't his thing. He didn't it, when it was on him like that. He didn't. He didn't shine. You know that was not his thing, man. And he showed you like, yeah, I'm good. Like when I say he's good, he showed you he can play. He should be in this league. But when it came down to it, and you had to depend on him, like number one, like I need you to do it. He wasn't. He wouldn't come up. That's why I like this situation so much for him, man. Because if Patrick Williams, I promise you, if he thrived, honest, DeRozan could become your fourth option. You can argue that. That he could become your fourth option if Patrick Williams thrives. Again, the caveat is if Patrick Williams thrives. I don't want y'all right. to run with this, okay? But if he thrives, then yes, he could become your fourth option probably in like year two or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But right. as of right now, he is not your top two option. And that's beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome, man. He, he needs this. You know, even when he went to San Antonio, he still was the guy. You know, he still was the one. He was it was him and Lamarcus Aldridge. Like they were still the guys. Like he had to be that. It's not like that here right now, man. It's Zach, it's Vooch, and then it's DeRozan. And then it's and like you said, it's between Lonzo and Patrick Williams, which is crazy. Lonzo is gonna get some wide open looks. <laughs> like you hear what I'm saying? He's gonna be wide open. Vooch mm -hmm. too. They're gonna get some looks, man. This offense is gonna be oh. Billy Donovan running. Oh, God, I'm so giddy. This is Christmas. <laughs> this is Christmas, man. This is Christmas. I ain't used to feeling like this. We ain't felt this in the mouth, bro. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's true. It's true. Um, so let's shift now to, okay, this starting five all of a sudden looks really fun. And this looks, looks absolutely like a playoff-bound team in the East. The Bulls' first playoff appearance since 2017. Yeah. We do know that depth will still be something they look to address with fringe, you know, fill out the roster kind of moves. They mm -hmm. still have the biannual exception at their disposal, a vet minimum here or there. Um, the front court is certainly what you're looking at now, right? To say, okay, we added yeah. DeRozan. The wing spot was certainly a position of need. Now we've got Troy Brown Jr. backing up DeMar DeRozan at that spot. But mm. behind Troy Brown Jr., 
like there's not a whole like where is this Bulls bench? We'll see. Maybe the Bulls like maybe Lowry's still here because nobody actually like throws a big bag at him and the Bulls could just yeah. keep him on a qualifying. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, but most of these other pieces are probably not going to be around. They have to fill out the bench, especially the front court. Now, in addition to Tice being gone, Thad Young is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Lowry stays and that's a front court depth piece for you, but rim protection wise, they got to add somebody. Yes. And yes. Uh, just shout out to Travis Hughes. And and by the way, thanks to everybody who's hanging out with us live on YouTube right now, Travis, this is just a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Travis says, can we bring Noah back on a vet minimum? Oh. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what you're looking for on your bench, right? Front yeah. court depth. That is rim protection. And just like gritty, yeah, Matt. Now I, come, Matt. <laughs> I know, I know that's a basketball thought, but I'm saying, um, am I speaking to basketball, Matt? Am I speaking to Joe Kim Noah super fan, Matt? Which Matt am I talking to right now? Okay, Joe Kim Noah super fan, Matt, is the one who saw that particular comment <laughs> in a sea of comments on YouTube right now. Okay, basketball, Matt. Just saw that as a jumping off point to say that the back end of this roster still needs some work, especially when it comes to rim protection and front court pieces. Okay. With the, right. of Thad, with the uncertainty of Lowry. And if Lowry stays, it's not like Lowry gives you rim protection anyway. Um, Fair point. Know, Fair point. That dude's yeah. been in the NBA for four seasons, and I think he has like three blocks to his name. Yes. Matt, so, you say it all the time. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Anytime you saw Lowry block a shot, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it was always in dramatic fashion, too, when he would block right. a shot. So you were like, wow, why don't you do that all the time? We, we, Archie, that, we enjoyed Archie that. Had, Archie had more blocks than Lowry, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that insane? Um, oh, so, so, But, you know, th- that is, if Bulls fans are tempering their excitement or, or continuing to worry somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's the bench right now. But and that's again, fair. as you said, Arturis and Eversley, they clearly have some moves, man. They clearly have some moves. And I, I, you know what? We'll, we'll figure out and worry about and talk about what this Bulls bench is when we figure out that part. Can we yep. first just now acknowledge that we have a starting five that has three all-stars in it? Ah, three, three. You got three all-stars in your starting lineup. Come on, man. Listen, I'm not I'm not over here hanging my hat on, hey man, you know, everybody in our starting lineups is a is a high draft pick. You know, we can be good. You know, we just need some coaching and we can be good like that. I'm not, we're not hanging our hat on that foolishness stuff no more. That's what we were having to do before. That's all we had. That's all we had, man. Those are the only toys we can play with. <laughs> you know, but now stepdad's got a new job. Moved us out of the, out of the bad neighborhood into a nicer one right now with a bigger house, and now it's looking all right over there. The yard is bigger, you know what I'm saying? It's a couple more schools around. It's nice over here, man. Come join us and hang out, Bulls fans. This is the time for love and happiness right now. We gonna trust me. We gonna get into the negative. This is what we do when the season comes. We gonna get into what it is. But right now, they have done something like Matt said that the old regime would have never done. This one that went down this way. They wouldn't even have a way to do it this way, especially they weren't great with money. It was always getting us cash back or giving up a second round pick. They weren't great I mean, with that. They now, were great at putting money in Jerry's pockets. I mean. Right, right. But now, and, and, and again, and, and I'm glad you said it because that's the other thing also, Matt, because I remember when that 
was an argument too. Oh, you know he's not going to let them do what they want to do. You know Jared's going to still get involved and do stuff. No. (laughs) These are none of his kind of moves, and you know it. He ain't got nothing to do with this. He is down in Arizona chilling, watching the White Sox be in first place. That's all we doing right now, man. We chilling, bro. Basketball is happening, and basketball minds are in place, man. That was a great mention by you, Matt, talking about J.J. Pope, because you're absolutely right when you talked about him, man. Just that's a sneaky great move right there. Look, when when we first heard about Arturis and that hire, and then the fact that reported by many uh, within the, the Bulls beat national NBA reporters who said this isn't just a, you know, save face hire and they're going to hire him and give him a paycheck and not let him change anything around here. No, they want to make changes, and they're going to open their checkbook to let AK make the changes he wants. Mark Eversley did not come cheap. Billy Donovan did not come cheap. J.J. Polk did not come cheap. They go out, and you're you're bringing in all this uh, high-end NBA talent, and you're paying all of them, and by Mm -hmm. the way, that you know, this is something our guy Casey Johnson, you know, tweeted about earlier, right when this DeMar DeRozan news broke. A lot of these moves probably also were moves to show hey, Zach Levine, we like you, we're building with you, and we want to show you that we're serious about winning. And instead of getting your contract done this summer, we're going to go out and get you more talent to play with so mm-hmm. they can win starting this season. And by win, I mean, we're getting to the playoffs at least. And then yeah. next year... We're giving you the money you deserve. And hey, yeah. maybe for the first time in a long time, we're talking about old Grandpa Jerry paying the luxury tax willingly. <gasps> How dare you hush your mouth all over the walls. <laughs> it's crazy talk. This is where we are right now. We are in basketball competency. And this is why we're acting like we ain't never been here because we ain't been here in years. So, so this is why we over here just freaking out and going crazy because – Honestly, and, and to new younger Bulls fans, this is brand new to you. Like You didn't grow up like with the six titles that me and Matt saw. Some of y'all might not remember even Derrick Rose. You might be younger than that. But my God, now you can look and see what basketball competency looks like, what smart, intelligent stuff. When you look at the Miami Heat do stuff and you're like, how come the Bulls can't pull off something like that? Like, shouldn't we be able to, you know, get these guys? Shouldn't we be able to do stuff like that? Yeah, we can do it now. We got a guy who's in place now. And you know, and shout out to Mark Eversley also, Matt, because I failed to mention this. But they said that was one of the key components because I completely forgot he and DeMar DeRozan had a relationship previously because Mark Eversley was working with the Toronto Raptors. So he had a relationship in place already. I talked about that when they got him. I said his, his fact that he has relationships with all these players and good ones will come back to be of good use to the Chicago Bulls organization. Oh, it won't matter. They won't allow them to do anything. Nobody cares about that stuff. Shut it up and put some love in your face today, baby, because DeMar DeRozan is here. Let's go. I see you diehard Bull fan. I see you ISO. I see you, hey, Eddie Blanks. We might not make the – Eddie Blanks want to talk like we're not making the playoffs or something. I worry about that later. First of all, I say you're wrong. But right now, I got DeMar DeRozan and two other All-Stars, baby. Like, come on. Like, I'm happy. I am happy right right now, man. And that's all it's going to be. What up, ISO? I'm happy right now. You talk about the playoff picture and the fact that the NBA very much so looks like they're keeping this whole play-in thing because they like it and it adds a little bit of extra drama to the back end of the regular season. 
Yeah. When you look at the East, like teams that finished ahead of the Bulls last season, Washington, Indiana. <laughs> like I, I know people are excited about you know uh, Lamelo and Charlotte, but like mm-hmm. it, the, this Bulls team adding Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan and also having a training camp for, for Zach and Vooch to gel instead of saying, hey, Vooch, welcome aboard. We're about to go on a 10-game West Coast road trip while we try and figure this out. Oh, and by the way, we have zero practices to do so. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, have, you don't have any confidence in, in that gelling and then De, DeRozan and Lonzo adding a significant amount of wins and leapfrogging easily at least two yeah. teams in the East? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because look at that Washington team, man. I mean, you lost Russell Westbrook. Like, that's step one. <laughs> you lost your best player. You're replacing him with Spencer Dinwiddie, who we both love, and we know he's mm-hmm. great. But looking at that team on paper, I, I'm still going to say the Bulls are better. Uh, so even if you don't have high faith in them, you can't logically make the argument to me that they're not at least going to be in the playing game. Like, you can't even logically make that argument to me is all I'm saying. Like, you can't do it. Like, because now we're not operating in that realm of positive or negative hope anymore. Now we're operating on the realm of straight-up logic. We're talking ball logic here. And and playing game is the minimum, the, the minimum for this team right now. We're just looking at the playoffs, man. If y'all had that faith in Thibs and what he did with those Knicks last year with, with a couple of All-Stars that you didn't even know were All-Stars on his team, how can you not have that faith in the Chicago Bulls whenever I think their starting five is better and their coach is just as good? What up, Francisco? I see you, man. What up with you, bro? Yeah, I don't I don't understand it, Matt. Like it, it's you got to have that kind of love right now because it's logical to have that kind of love right now. You ain't got to live in my world where everything is gonna be happiness and rainbows, regardless of, of what's going on around me. You ain't got to live in that world. But the, in the world of logic <laughs> that I also live in. Yeah, you need to be right there, man. And this is logical right now to expect the Chicago Bulls to be in the playoffs, to be that good right now. Man, see, this is why I miss doing Bulls out. Because I swear, I just want to talk to Jason Golf. I just want to talk to Kendall. I just want to talk to Will. I just want to talk to them so bad, dog. And just have this conversation right now. I really do. Well, I guess that means that one by one over the next summer weeks, we should just have them on. Uh, and, and I think just, so. You know, I think just, it's time. Just run through the gauntlet of guests here on Locked On Bulls with our old pals. Um, you know, so I saw more people in the YouTube that you know talking about. Okay, yeah, what what this team does need is is some some size, some some size coming yeah. off of that bench. It's slim pickings out there, man. Like I'm looking at what we have as far as free mm-hmm. agent, you know, setters, powerful. Like Rashawn Holmes got paid by the Kings. Got paid. Got paid a Done lot. Um, Zach Collins getting paid. Len getting paid. Robin Lopez, another vet big man backup. He signed with Orlando on a one-year deal today. I think we discussed okay. yesterday that JaVale McGee, he signed a one-year deal to go to contend with Phoenix. Um, Dwight Howard's going back to the Lakers after his Philly year. Like Cody Zeller's on the move. Boban mm-hmm. stayed in Dallas. Like, this is just like a lot. There is n- not a lot out there. As yeah. far as and another name that you and I talked about yesterday, as I wipe a tear off my face, my other favorite Bulls big man from the D Rose era, as I predicted, Taj went back to the Knicks on a one year vet deal. Yeah, yeah, you did predict it, and we thought we thought it would happen. He's from New York, like you oh, said, Derek how, is there. How perfect would, would Taj be for this roster this season? Oh He'd my god, absolutely perfect. He'd be absolutely perfect. And and what I do like though, Matt. Is they 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 still got just that Lori marketing card in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they still mm-hmm. have it. 
because they could still, at the end of the day, honestly say, you know what? All right, Laurie, run it back. They could easily say that. And, you know, and bolster your bench, you know, that way. You can still have a better bench just by keeping him on your team. You'll have a better bench and pairing him with uh, Marco, who who is a, kind of a rim protector. Marco's it's solid as far as a rim protector, from what I've seen him do. He's solid as a rim protector. So you can see that. But you can also trade him and upgrade because, like Matt said, it's slim pickings out there in free agency. Well, if they end up not finding anybody that they just want to sign, I got that card right here. Hey, how about I give you a Lowry marketing and you hand me a rim protector? I think that could work out quite nicely for this team right now. I just love the position they're in. They still got that trade exception. It's so much logic going on that my heart is just full and it's going to burst with little, little tiny other hearts of love just right now. I, I just feel so great. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, all right. So before we get out of here, just for fun, let's take a quick yes. gander around the other big story of the NBA today, sure. which I think not the biggest contract, but the biggest name changing teams. Carmelo Anthony is a Laker. He's a it's Laker. 2021 and Carmelo Anthony is a Los Angeles Laker. And Finally. he is now teammates with LeBron James. And that team has serious 2004 Lakers vibes. Dude. You know, the, the Gary Payton, Carl <laughs> yes. Malone Lakers. Yes, man. You got they LeBron, really do. You got Westbrook. You got Melo. And then you got AD. Dude, that Lakers team. Wow. I, <laughs> wow. I don't. I, I, I just can't wait to watch that circus. It's, it's, and that's the word for it. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a circus. My only. I have two concerns when I when I first saw the when I saw the Lakers team one who's playing defense because they are very much lacking on the defensive end outside of Anthony Davis they're they're in Dwight Howard you know but he's off the bench but but they're lacking defensively and two who's gonna run with Russell Westbrook (laughs) you know what I mean like who's gonna get up and down the floor with the kind of pace that Russell Westbrook plays with because he's a fast-paced guy he's going he don't care if it's one on four, he does not care. You either with him or you run with him or you don't, but he's running. So that's going to happen. I, I think those are two issues they've got to look at. But yeah, man, signing Melo, I was just like, I think I'd be more hyped about this a few years ago, you know, before he went to Portland, you know, he was still out there. I think I'd be a little more hyped for that then. But I'm, I mean, I'm happy he, he'll have an opportunity to win a title, you know, to at least compete for one, because even with all that issue, it's still the Lakers, it's still LeBron James, it's still Anthony Davis on that team. So there's still going to be an absolute problem. So we'll see, man, if they, if they can do it, we'll see. Uh, this just came across our timeline as we're wrapping up here. Kendrick Nunn, two year deal to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh my reportedly turned down more money, uh, from the, the Knicks offer and chose to go join, uh, the aging banana boat in LA. Speaking of which, okay. We James Jones should be on the phone with Dwayne Wade right now. Convincing him to come out of retirement, take a vet minimum deal to play with Chris Paul and the Suns so that we can get Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade versus LeBron and Melo in the Western Conference Finals. And if it doesn't happen, I am going to be seriously upset. (laughs) It should happen. All their friends are in the Western Conference. I don't think that's been the case, that the whole banana boat has been in one conference before. So, yeah, they're all in the conference, man. And. And Wade is kind of there because, you know, he's one of the owners of the Jazz. So, you know, he's also in the Western Conference like that. So, you know, yeah, they're all there. Big Dave, uh, Iso Noah in our comments on YouTube has another backcourt depth or uh, another frontcourt depth idea for us. Sure. Iso sure. Noah said maybe Washington will give us Daniel Gafford back. <laughs> Why not? It's not like they love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like they, 
Not like they adore him immensely. Oh, oh, he's going to be so awesome. I can't wait to watch him either. Get your league passes ready and get your starting ready. Oh, Stacey King, Adam Amin going to be a rare forward, baby. Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Uh, another former bull with some front court depth stuff that was fun. Seeing Bobby Portis re-sign in Milwaukee for like two yes. years, nine. How great was that, man? Like, it was awesome because he he kind of just showed you like what he showed you here. He wasn't really a money guy, you know. He and, and also I think it was the right move because that's an after basketball move. You know, him staying and getting some years here, he's setting up career afterward. He's setting up a I won't pay for anything while I'm out career when he when he's going from Milwaukee. So I think it's brilliant to stay there for at least those two years. And it's a player option in the second year. So if he thrives and gets that more love, he'll be able to go get that paper that he's really for. So once again, he's gambling on himself, man. And I really, truly hope it pays off for him, man, because Bobby Portis is just an awesome, awesome individual. Right. And and he's still on the right side of 30. So even if he plays yes. out this two-year deal with the Bucks, you know, maybe competes for a chip, maybe gets another chip and then mm-hmm. says, okay, you know, now, now, now I'm going to look to get that bag. How many right. teams around the league, you know, two-time champion Bobby Portis still like in his prime, yeah, dude. So many teams would throw money at that. So in the I meantime, mean, it was just really yeah. cool to see him say, "No, like you know what, Milwaukee, let's run this back." That's really cool. Yes. Oh, man, right. we a team. Um, <laughs> I think that's gonna about do it for this emergency podcast that went almost an hour. Clearly, we are excited with this most uh, recent breaking news. Demar Derozan is inbound to Chicago. Who knows? Maybe he's on on a flight here already as we speak. The Bulls look a lot different than they did just a couple days ago, and that is something to be excited about, Bulls fans. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line if you want to be uh, a part of the conversation. 331-979-1369. Our inbox is jam-packed. I looked at it this morning. We'll get to as much of it as we can. As we move through the offseason, because we got a lot to break down and a lot to look forward to. But appreciate y'all hanging out with us in the middle of a Tuesday. Y'all should be at work right now. I don't know (laughs) what you're doing, Tiago Cleveland. What you doing, man? And hey, if you just stumbled upon this channel because you were like, hey, DeMar DeRozan Bulls on YouTube. We are Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We do Bulls podcasts every day, Monday through Friday, every week, rain or shine, season or offseason. That is why we are here, to provide you, our fellow Bulls fans, with reliable daily content. I'm Matt Peck. Follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My co-host, the one and only, the great Big Dave Watson. Follow him on Twitter at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked On Bulls. Enjoy the rest of your day, Bulls Nation. If, you know, if if we bring Michael Jordan out of retirement, we'll come back and cover that too. (laughs) Until next time, see red, be good. Peace out. What up, Jimmy? But since we haven't won a pennant in over 30 years, nobody recognizes us. Not even in our own hometown. That's why we carry the American Express card. No matter how far out of first we are, it's cool. You know, it keeps us from getting shot out at our favorite hotels and restaurant type places. Look what it's done for us. 